2: I mean, I I just don't care what anyone says. You can't convince me that a girl will ever play high-level, power-five, division-one football. Just no way.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. mics are
2: off. did what? Huh? Welcome back, everyone, to episode two of the Six Deep Podcast. My name is Matt Upchurch. I'm going to be the host for tonight's episode. I'm going to take you through. Tonight's episode is awesome because we have our first guest, local legend Chad Kutcher. He's the first guest. He's the first official friend of the show. We have a great interview you guys are going to love. So let's get right to it. We're going to start with the opening drive, so buckle up. Here we go. Opening drive, we've got, if you didn't see it, we've got Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller is the goalkeeper for the Vanderbilt women's soccer team. Vanderbilt, because of COVID, Vanderbilt didn't have any of their place kickers, any of their set kickers for their game last week against Mizzou. So they brought up Sarah Fuller. You know, they went to the bullpen, brought in the goalie. She is the first Power 5 female to play in a Division 1 game.
0: What about that movie? Unnecessary roughness. I don't
2: know. And, oh, it's uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was married. Uh, Goldie Hawn. Was it Goldie
0: Hawn? No, I don't think it was no, Goldie, Hawn. Goldie Hawn. It was Scott Maculan, Whatever. Did, it, it, anyway,
1: did, did the team not have a punter? Is the punter available? So I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, first off, I wanna, I definitely wanna say this.
2: I have a daughter. Uh, I would be absolutely ecstatic if she gets a college scholarship to kick. Anywhere, I don't care if it's D1, kick anywhere. I'd be even more ecstatic if she makes millions of dollars kicking one day. I, I, I hope this is a possibility for her, but I do want to point out New Mexico in 2003 had a female kicker that made a field goal or a, a point after. In 2015, Kent State also had a, a female kicker. Well, you're saying this already happened and maybe happened more than once. So this has happened twice. There has been two previous females kick at the Division One level wow. and, and recorded points. Now, that's on a Power 5 Conference. So, Stephen mentioned the punter. The punter had seven punts that day. For an average of 43.3 yards. I find it a little suspect, a little weird, that that punter couldn't also take the kickoff. I'm all about, you know, hey, if women want to play college football, again, I I want my daughter to to have the best future she can.
1: How far did she kick the ball?
2: She kicked it off the tee 30 yards. 30. Off the tee. Off the tee. But they said that was by design. Afterwards, they said it was by design. It didn't look
0: like it was by design. She kicked it off the side it, of her boot.
2: It looked like one of those little uh, and, and they downed punch, it right away. Punch kicks. Yeah, they yeah, they had no return. Yeah. They they downed it right away. I, I think it, it appeared to be a well placed pooch kick. Um, point being, though, they did have a punter right who I assume can also kick off a tee. I thought it was convenient that they only had one punter available, so everybody in that room, all, that special team room, the, the the kickers or the punters, they're all there in the same you know pregame room or or film room. Um, only one, they, so they still could have a punter. She didn't have to do any of the punting. I thought that was a little weird. The punter is also the holder, so in case she had to kick a field goal or a point after, they still had their normal holder available.
1: Who's a in- to me, the kicker on the team.
2: Yeah, it, the punter, yeah. yeah, to me, it almost sounds like a PR stunt. It almost sounds like.
1: Quite absolutely, they they it's,
2: scripted it this. Certainly so, smells like it. it yeah, because abso-
0: it absolutely.
2: I, I think that punter could have kicked off, and and I think uh, just in case that that they had a point after or a field goal, they also had you know the punter is is the holder. Uh, so they had her ready, you know, with the normal holder.
0: The most irritating part to me wasn't. The fact that she even took the kick in the game, although clearly they probably could have had better options, and I think we've established it was a PR stunt, is that they let her give the halftime, pep the team up speech, and she critiqued the team's sideline demeanor. Can you imagine being a four-year starter, a scholarship player for that team, and earning your right on the field, and then to be lectured about your sideline demeanor by a PR stunt? I mean, that's that's the part that would honestly, if I was on Vanderbilt and a scholarship player, would be pretty irritated that you know we're getting lectured about our body language on the sidelines by a by a kicker that again is a PR sign. And again, I'm I'm all for her playing if she can. I want to actually see her try to not kick a design kick. I, I want to see her
1: boot it. I want to see her yeah, put wanna, it through. I want to see the leg. I want to see let's her put see it through it. the end zone. Let's if we're see gonna it. sign a girl. Let's see it. I want to see it, and that'd be awesome. But you know. The thing that gets me about it is, well, let's say there is a young little girl out there right now that's busting her butt, going to train to be the best she can, and get out there someday, and, and she's deservingly making a team, and somehow she is, uh, not somehow, like let, let's just say she deserves it, and she deserves all these accolades that this girl is getting right now for PR purposes. I really don't appreciate that. I would rather that girl who deserved it, earned it, did it the right way, actually gets all the accolades and not just for some PR purpose. Well, and
2: again, I mean, it goes back to 2003, 2015, where this has been done before. And, you know, I, I think... Those girls deserve a shout out. Those uh, girls yeah. deserve credit. Uh, that's, that, a, that's that a great
1: point. Yeah, just
2: because they weren't a Power Five conference, they they didn't get the notoriety that Sarah Fuller has, and no. you know, different era, different time. I I get that. Um, but you know, it, it still kind of comes back to, you know, it. And I, and Vanderbilt fired their coach the day after. The day after, two days <laughs> two days later, they they fired their coach, and doesn't have obviously anything to do with with having a female kick. But I wonder if this was some kind of last chance at him to build national, you know, prominence or national notoriety, or if Vanderbilt encouraged, you know, Sarah Fuller, the the university, to to join the team and kick that way. Once they fired their coach during a COVID pandemic, that the the headlines weren't revolving around that. The headlines instead. To protect Vanderbilt, we're revolving around. Hey, look at us! We brought the first female kicker in.
0: Absolutely, it's a hapless program. Yeah, and yeah. I—they were supposed to play Georgia tomorrow, and I—I I kid you not, I think there were forty-eight point uh, dogs in that. But the 48. Game's, game's been canceled 48. because of COVID, so yeah. uh, chances are that the regular kicker will be back by Vanderbilt's next game, yeah. and this all be a
2: footnote. Their, their season's over now. They're done. This was last week of SEC play. I think Vandy's done.
0: Well, aren't they trying to reschedule? You, they
2: have, well, they do have a free week. SEC, unlike the Big Ten, SEC scheduled that, yeah, that free week Don't even get end. me
0: started on that nonsense and Ohio State and any of it. Um, actually, let's skip right over that and go on. Let's recap a couple of the basketball games that happened this week, this, a couple of the primetime matchups in
1: college, which were – Metal. Sloppier than a soup sandwich. That's what they were. <laughs> we'll, start, Good grief. we'll start
0: with the first game we watched this week, which was that uh Kansas-Kentucky game.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah. So Kentucky, they lost by three to Richmond and they followed that up. Or sorry, they lost by 12 to Richmond. They followed that up with a three-point loss to Kansas after leading by 13 points in the second half. Uh, just a bad game. I mean, uh, I think Kentucky showed a lot of their, their freshman inexperience. Um, if you are a, a fan of college basketball, if you're a fan of scoring, then this was not the game for you. As Steven said, it was sloppier than a soup sandwich. Uh, just brutal. It was absolutely brutal. You went minutes without seeing either team score. Um, but the good news is, you know, Kentucky, Big Blue Nation, uh, they're going to get better. They're going to get a whole lot better, right? They they have made four three-pointers on the season so far. <laughs> In three games, they've made four three-pointers. Their two best players are 0 for 19 from three-point land. I don't
1: think that's very good.
2: It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. They held Kansas to 29% field goal shooting. And unfortunately for Kentucky, they just couldn't score enough to beat a team that only shot 29% from the field. So I don't want to take up too much of the time. Uh, Kansas won. They beat Kentucky. They deserve to beat Kentucky in a very ugly game. Uh, You know, they were two top 10 teams in the nation. And I think uh, when it's all said and done, I think you'll see a Kansas team you know, not going as far as Kentucky will in March Madness because I think yeah. Kentucky's ceiling is higher. I think those young pups are going to develop. I think Calipari knows what he's doing. Been here, seen this before. Uh, Kentucky will be better and you'll see him.
1: Also, fuck Bill Self.
2: Bill Self, how, how does he have the hairline he has? I, I'd like to know. I'm bald. Uh, so I'd, like know or, I'd like to know Bill it. I'd like to know it. Bill
0: Self, friend of the show. We're gonna bring him on and, and find <laughs> out what that hairline's all about. He'll tell us. Yeah. As soon as the FBI's done with him, we're gonna to get to him. But uh, now and moving on to the Illinois Baylor game. I So Illinois actually made it a very competitive game. There was about a three minute stretch in the second half. They just got outplayed, and that's what good teams are gonna do. Uh, they sh- their game plan was clearly to shut down I O and Kofi. Mission accomplished by Baylor. They uh, definitely Kofi, did. Kofi was
1: on the field for like six minutes. Right,
0: right. Six they minutes. got him in foul trouble. And yeah. I mean, that was clearly their game plan. Um, Adam Miller needed to step up. I think he was one for six or seven from behind the arc. Yeah, you need but, him. But he you don't all- have Alan Griffin anymore, who was our or
1: sharpshooter from
0: the outside. So
1: He was the only guy willing to shoot, though. Well, who's going to shoot for I think, this Illinois team? Yeah. You
0: need Trent Frazier. I mean, he's your senior, yeah, he and got, Trent turned yeah. it over six times. You yeah. can't have that out of a senior if you want to win these and,
2: games. And Miller's a freshman, but I think he's going to learn. You know, a, a few of those misses were in transition, were you know catching right away and shooting, not maybe in, in the motion. You know, not maybe uh, being as ready as as shot ready as he can be. I think he'll learn that just because you can shoot doesn't mean you have to shoot, and that percentage will go up as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, the directional school we you're supposed to play tomorrow. Has canceled because of COVID reasons. So our next test will be Duke next Duke, Wednesday, yeah. I believe. And, and they
1: probably took notice how the our perimeter play. I was will say, after watching suspect. that
0: Duke Michigan State game, I feel like Illinois yeah. Baylor is going to be the toughest team I think on our schedule all year, and that includes oh absolutely Michigan State. Yeah, that includes so. Iowa. That <laughs> includes Wisconsin. I think Baylor yeah. yeah, yeah, will be the toughest opponent. The biggest challenge for our guards, and I think it was a good, good cutting your teeth lesson. I think
2: the Alani come in. I think Vegas will have a, the Alani as the favorite against Duke. Uh, that would you know, for that matchup. I, I think
0: it's at Cameron Indoor, but no fans. And because Michigan State just went up yeah, there and manhandled no, no them, and, and I still think I, we're is Dicky V
1: going to be announcing that game too? I hope not. I,
2: I thought, well, you know, last thing for me here. I, I thought, you know. For for U of I, you know, definitely don't drop your chin after that loss. I thought Baylor did a really good job changing defenses, you know, not just man to zone, man to zone, but also in the same possession. They would start out in zone, then they would switch to man. Uh, that's just a team that, a, a young team early in the season, U of I, I mean, they'll be ready for that later. It, it's, right. You know, it's nothing Baylor, to hang Baylor's,
0: with Baylor's one of the most veteran teams in the country. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. That's right. And I, think, a, I think Baylor, we're going to find out if maybe they're the number one team in the country because they play the Gonzaga this yep. weekend. So, yep.
1: I uh, As an Illinois fan, I'm encouraged by what we saw, and I'm glad they're playing the tough talent early to hopefully make them better in the long stretch.
2: All right, here we go. A little review of last week. If you guys want to know which one of us to trust with your money, with your hard-earned cash, here's how we did last week.
0: All right, so Zach led the field
1: going 2-1, picking Miami, minus 14. I, I think we should call him the... The Maxion <laughs> betting Zen Master Zach loves the Mac. And
0: you go Miami minus fourteen. That was a big winner uh, as Miami won considerably. And then Ball State over Toledo, to le- or excuse me, Toledo to upset Ball State. That also hit big winner. Uh, his loser of the week was UNC Notre Dame. He picked an over of sixty eight. I think the combined score hit forty eight. So missed on that one by twenty. Uh, Matt. You had one winner last week, which was your upset pick, which was Washington over Dallas on Thanksgiving That's a big Day. pick. Let's, Let's just count for two. Stop right there. Let's just we, stop right there. Should, should yeah. we have the upsets count for we'll two? S- we'll stop right there. Yeah. yeah. And then um, last week, I did go one and three. Uh, Maryland and Indiana, I had Indiana minus 11.5. Big winner there. Indiana won by 100, I think, and <laughs> we'll ignore the rest. Brown. Went 0-2.
1: Big loser. I I have so much animosity built up around this. He did pick three games. I No,
2: no I, no matter what Steven says, he won zero games.
1: I have so much to talk about here. First off, betting the lowest over under to go over in college, still a valid bet. Valid bet, that game got canceled. I'm sorry, I actually did bet that game but the second the uh, second lowest over-under did go over. I still stand by that.
0: Can't spell butt penis without UTEP. <laughs> <You tap. laughs>
1: I think Rice somehow has worked into one of the lowest ones. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh,
0: <laughs> bet them again, get Bet will again. again.
1: Yeah, they'll get canceled again. I might go to the second lowest. Uh, anyway, uh, Baltimore ended up getting decimated by COVID. I didn't bet that game. If you bet that game, you're an idiot. Go back and listen to the
0: podcast, You bet
1: that game. I I said it in the podcast, they got decimated. I didn't bet it after that. Still no wins for Steven. Yep. And uh, the Bears, uh, you know, that was one of those win-win for me. So uh, I ended up winning. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Akeem Hicks was out. I feel like that had a big impact in that game.
0: Absolutely. The Bears defense also quit. It looked like Khalil Mack wasn't trying. And we find out Monday, he hasn't practiced all week. So... I think he was trying to play through an injury, and clearly was something oh, nagging him. Yeah. It didn't look like the Bears got off the bus. To you be give honest. me, you,
1: you give me a zero this week. That's fine, but I feel like I have good excuses. I'm going to try to call my way back. Here we go.
0: Here we go. This week's picks.
1: This week, here we go. My first one. I've got
2: Texas A&M will cover. They are five and a half point favorites against Auburn. Give me Texas A&M to cover. I'm going to go with the uh, the Titans to cover five and a half versus the Browns. Uh, I just got to think Henry's going to run all over the place. I mean, uh, no one can contain him. So give me the Titans to cover in half, five and a half. Then my third pick is also my upset pick. The Patriots are two-point dogs against the Chargers. Uh, give me Belichick. Give me coordinator Josh McDaniels. Give me Cam Newton. Give me that Patriot stout defense. I've got the Patriots to upset the Chargers as my third pick and my upset pick.
0: All right, so my picks of the week. We're going to, what is this, the Sunday night action or the Sunday afternoon? I can't remember, but it's Denver Broncos at Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not picking against the spread because I think the Chiefs are 40-point favorites. The over of 50-and-a-half is going to hit all day long. I think the last time these teams played it hit 65, so pick the over of 50-and-a-half. All right, and my next pick is Philadelphia at Green Bay Packers. What? Green Bay, minus eight and a half. They're going to hit that all day long. The Eagles are dead. I'm sorry. Those That's one of those Hazles, win-win bets. Rogers. Those, those win-win. Rogers. Yeah. Those, the Eagles are dead. Is that the They're discount just, double check? Double check the, the The week. <laughs> only reason is sometimes after the Packers have a big win, they come out looking like stinky dog shit. I don't think this is going to be one of those weeks because the Eagles are that bad. And then finally, my upset pick of the week, Los Angeles Rams at Arizona Cardinals. I got the Cardinals plus three. I don't have the Cardinals plus three. I had the Cardinals to win. Kyler my Murray, turn in two. Pick of the week. Turn into All NFL. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah,
1: Going out on a limb. <laughs> NFL's a tough uh, road to hoe, so good for you. Speaking of hoes... What? No, I'm done. I'm done. Go on. That's it. it. Uh, On to me, I guess. Uh, I have uh, two locks of the week, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, Over in the Wisconsin versus Indiana game is 44.5 points. There are lower over-unders, like I mentioned earlier, Rice. But I didn't want to touch that one. Whenever... Indiana Wisconsin is at 44 and a half are you kidding me You know uh Indiana's quarterback's out for the year Pennix Stud. does not matter it's <laughs> 44 <laughs> and a half points take it to the bank says 44 and a half points says Stephen w- Wisconsin might score 44 and a half points Well, probably not cuz they they, they, might. they have to score a, an even like a they whole mi- number they Indiana,
0: might. Has, <laughs> Indiana has a sti- stiff defense I wasn't touching that under over I yeah
1: I already locked it in. All right. Okay. It's a Big Ten game, and it's 44.5 points. You lock it in. Uh, The other thing that I'm going to lock in is actually the NFC East boost that DraftKings put out there. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but they're running a promo where you can bet every single NFC East team loses this weekend. They're all playing against the top – tier nfc teams uh and they boosted it to like plus 175 so technically this could be my upset of the week but i'm gonna go ahead and lock it in because they are all terrible every
2: NFC team you're saying every single one every single one all four
1: all four four. they're playing teams like uh the the packers the we got uh, the bucks you know I, i think i think uh I, didn't, I don't have it all in front of me. Losers.
2: But they're all losers.
1: They're all terrible, and they're all going to lose. And uh, the la- my upset of the week is actually the Falcons beat the Saints. I I just think the Falcons' D has kind of shown up recently, and I think they're going to find a way after the last couple of weeks, looking at tape of Taysom Hill, they're going to find a way to shut him down, make him have to pass the ball. Where's that game at? I, I don't think it matters because COVID. <laughs> So, it's going to be silent with a little background crowd noise.
0: I keep forgetting what states allow fans or not, because
1: sometimes you watch and, you know, they're
0: yeah. 25% full.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Either way, it's not enough for me to sway this pick. Uh, I, I just feel like uh, Taysom Hill is going to run into some issues at some point once the tape's out on him, and he has to actually pass the ball. And, you know, maybe they bring in Jameis, but I'm willing to make that bet as my upset of the week. Maction expert, Zach Bell. Maction, Maction, Maction.
3: This week is going to be the Akron and Bowling Green game. Akron and Bowling Green are probably the two worst teams in the country. And the over-under is set at 57 points. 57 points for two terrible (laughs)
1: teams.
3: (laughs) No chance that this hits 57 points. I'll be sitting in my underpants getting rich.
0: So you're betting oh, yeah. Yeah, under. the under. thought the under lo- under I
2: thought life was too court. short for the under.
3: The other bet, the other lock of the week I got, I got Florida Atlantic versus Georgia Southern, which is Saturday. Um, this is my underdog pick of the week. I think um, Florida Atlantic wins this game. They're an underdog by two and a half points, but I think they win this game. And the over-under of that also is 42 points. And that game is how I like my eggs, over and easy, baby. <laughs>
1: All right, Zach. Yeah. We appreciate your picks. And uh, to wrap up our betting segment, I think uh, we just want to uh, tip our caps to uh, promo that DraftKings has been running all year. This first touchdown on the primetime NFL games all season long. Usually Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. They they run this. Uh, and if you don't know that you you bet on one player to. Uh, score the first touchdown, and if they score a touchdown any point in later in the game, you actually get your bet back uh, up to $20. So uh, I think uh, maybe we throw a few names out there for this weekend's games. There was, of course, no Thursday game this week because of the Ravens situation. Uh, But my pick Sunday night is Broncos-Chiefs. I just kind of feel like the Chiefs are going to score that first touchdown. My pick... Uh, I, I feel like the Broncos can uh, defend the air a little bit so I know they the chiefs have a lot of pass catchers but I'm gonna pick Clyde Edwards hilaire you guys got any other uh, yeah. players you think you, yeah uh, to me recommend? to me this this bet reeks it reeks of Tyreek Hill give me Tyreek Hill <laughs> all day I get it I get it so you know th- these are long shot bets you're not gonna hit them all the time I'll
0: it, do uh Joe Montana rushing touchdown.
1: Joe Monte. It's not that long shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, but, if uh, anyone gives you ten thousand to one odds,
1: you take. You them. take them. Yeah, you, take, you them. take them. So that's that's kind of the whole point of this segment is these are long shot odds, but if you hit, they're going to pay you out, and if that player scores, then you get your money back. And so pick the player that you think is probably going to score a touchdown sometime in the game, and you get your bet back. That's yeah. Uh, what more are you asking for? So. So on to, on to Monday night. Uh, it's Bills Niners. I think you know it's not going to be the highest payout, but I'm going to take Raheem Mostert. He's the running back. I tend to pick running backs in the in this bet because uh, you know even if a wide receiver catches that long bomb, a lot of times they get tackled. You see it all the time. They get tackled like the three yard line, the two yard line, and then they hand it off to that running back to punch it in. So I, and and I and they usually score some point in the game, so you get that bet back once again. Tough one. This, one, this is a tough one. I, I I really think
2: you know I did a lot of research. I really had to dig deep. Had to dig deep.
1: Stephon Diggs,
0: baby. Yeah, Give me I, Stephon I, Diggs. I,
1: yeah, I actually thought about Stephon Diggs too. That's a good pick. He's a talented player. And Come.
0: I'm I'm going with a rushing touchdown from Jim Kelly.
1: Yeah. Thurman Thomas. And I got to say, there have been uh, nights, especially on. the uh, on nights where uh, you got like a team like the Chiefs where there's a lot of players, I'll hedge my bet a little bit. Uh, you know, I'll throw the 20 bucks out there on, on the player I think is gonna score and maybe I'll throw $3 on a couple of the players that that I think also have a chance and that'll cover your bet if they hit. Good. So anyway, something to keep in mind, the, uh, the promo on DraftKings, first touchdown bet in primetime games.
2: All right, guys, that's the bulk of our show. We have told you how you can make money this week in betting football. Well, except for Steven because he doesn't win. <laughs> but now we've got, Debatable. yep, you won't even believe this, 6Deep Podcast, our first ever guest. We're excited. Local legend, 217 favorite, the man, the myth, the stud, Chad Kutcher. Chad, us here at 6Deep Podcast would like to welcome you to the show. For those of you guys who don't know, Chad as a boys soccer coach at Rochester has 279 wins wins more than 66% of his games as a girls coach 185 wins a 77% success rate in games that's that's higher It's higher I'm sorry Uh, great girls soccer coach (laughs) for the boys he's got a third place finish in state a third place finish in state a fourth place finish in state and a third place finish first state for the girls side He's got three state titles and one runner-up. I would say all of that combines to Chad being, without a doubt, no argument in place, the greatest, best coach that Rochester has to offer. I can't think of any argument Rochester can make in any sport to have a better coach than (laughs) Chad Kutcher.
0: Yeah, can't think of one.
2: (laughs) Chad, lightning round. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Chris Farley or Adam Sandler? Chris Farley. Jurgen or Bruce Arena? Bruce Arena. Bradley Soccer or McKendree Soccer? McKendree Soccer. <laughs> Do you rake leaves or you mow over them? Mow over. Rocket Soccer's biggest rival, q and D, Glenwood, or Springfield High? That's
4: a tough one. It's supposed to be lightning.
2: Yeah. Uh, Springfield High. Best player you've ever coached against? Whoa. I know all those years playing Riverton can't that's a, that's a not one lightning of the <laughs> years I don't that's a let me round
4: think. Question there. there was the the kid uh, Jacob Bushu I believe was his name from from Champaign Central went to play at Indiana and it was like a pretty pretty big time player at Indiana. Nice. Yeah. Okay,
2: how about this? Worst player you've
4: ever played with. The worst one I played with. Um I don't, I don't know that I could even think of the worst I've played with. But I'll tell you what. There was a guy. Here's, here's where that is. It's an interesting question. There was a guy that I played with in high school. His name was Roberto Igwe. He was from Brazil. He was a Brazilian foreign exchange student. We thought it was going to be awesome. We were going to get this Brazilian foreign exchange student. We were going to be great. He is one of the worst players I've ever played with, which makes it even more disappointing because he was Brazilian. Thanks, Brazil. And we had these hopes that he was going to just, you know, catapult us into the next level for our high school soccer team, Mm -hmm. and neither of those happened. No point in dreaming. Nope. Right. Okay.
2: Least thinking you can do for this, the game you wish you could have back as
4: a coach. Uh, Last fall, regional final. Mohammed, Ned Morton. Oh, Morton.
2: Yeah. Okay. The game you wish you could
4: relive over and over. Oh, uh, the uh, the sectional final against Springfield, where we won in uh, a shootout. Okay.
2: Last question, and you can put a little little elaboration to this if you want. The most deserved or most memorable yellow card you've ever had as a coach.
4: <laughs> this was. Uh and this was more recent um but I got it from one Paul Marconi Paul and shout out Paul shout out Paul
1: <laughs>
4: and uh it was a game where we were playing um normal community so you guys favorite coach mm-hmm. well other than Greg Reese from Notre Dame shout out Greg shout Greg. out to Greg uh Val Walker shout out to Val Walker he was he's done there and and Val and I get along great off off the field and but he's a competitor, and he brings out this competitiveness with me as a coach that I don't typically bring out. And uh, and and Paul was letting the game get pretty physical, and uh, there was a play that happened right in front of the bench, and Paul wasn't throwing any cards, and I finally just screamed at him, "If you're not going to throw a card to them, why don't you just give one to me?" So he came over and gave me a card, and you know it was one of. Them. Were you there for that? I don't, know. Uh, I don't think I was present for that one. No, and I didn't say it. I screamed it. I mean, yeah. it was it was a little louder tone than that. It was, it was definitely. It was not as monotone as this. It was. Yeah, there was some life to it. I mean, which is probably why yeah. he obliged. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Pushed his buttons, I guess. Yes, because he was pushing my buttons first.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to hand it off here to Zach. Zach, go ahead.
3: All right, Coach. Welcome. Let me first introduce myself. I'm Zach. I don't know you you all that well. I'm just going to kind of dive in a little bit. I know a little bit about soccer. Um, I did not make the JV team as a freshman.
4: I had nothing to do with that.
3: I did Barely get any playing time as a sophomore on the I JV team. I also had nothing
4: to do with that. I love the team in scoring as a sophomore on <laughs> the JV team.
3: very little varsity as a junior.
4: Also had nothing to do with that.
3: Then came my senior year where I became an All-Stater.
4: Had everything to do with that.
3: That went on to become a Juco All-American. <laughs> <laughs> Who also had everything to do with that and because it's what you
4: learned your senior year with Went me. on
3: to the Division One level to become an All-Midwest and an All-Missouri Valley Conference player.
4: Once again, you owe it all to me.
3: So I've got a pretty good soccer background. So... With that being said, right. is track a real sport?
4: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't either. I'm with I, you. Good. I mean,
3: good. On the same page. Secondly, how close have you been to coaching college soccer? Uh, not at all. Never thought about it? I've thought about it. But haven't been close to pursuing it? No. What would it take for you to coach college soccer? Who would have to come knocking?
4: It would have to be it would have to be somebody local because I don't want to go anywhere. That's the one of the worst things about coaching college, whether it's football, basketball, soccer. Like you just you have to be ready to move anywhere. And I'm not ready to move anywhere. Got it. I, I live in a pretty sweet place and I don't wanna I don't want to leave it. So it'd have to be a UIS. It'd have to be uh, you know, a McKendry where I would have to commute.
3: That was my next question. McKendry would do it? Or yes.
4: no? It, yeah. Well and it all comes down to pay too let's let's make sure we tag
2: UIS Men's soccer and McKendree Bearcat soccer right i don't i don't tag i don't want
4: to take i don't want to take anybody's jobs adam your job is safe don't worry <laughs> i, don't, I don't but think money anybody's in, from an
1: outsider's <laughs> point of view to build on that it seems like you got a lot of good family and friends here in and, uh, and the in totally. lovdster area yes. is that really the draw your oh
4: and that's you? that's a big part of it and i think what the experiences that i've had here with some of these guys Uh, and, and how they've stuck around and then, you know, coming back to coach and then I get to coach little brothers and I get to I mean, it's, it's one of the best parts of it. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't really want to go anywhere. And I think it'd be, I don't know. I mean, you never say never, but it'd be, it'd take a serious, serious interest from somebody to, to kind of pull me away.
2: How, how many years away are we from the first Kutcher kid playing high school? One. One year away. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Landon's in eighth grade. Yeah. Wow.
4: And Grant is? Fifth grade. Okay. And that's kind of, I mean, those two. Yeah, well, That we, was kind of <laughs> loud. Sorry. That, those two are, you know, that's why I gave up the girls' job was because of them. I mean, I, I wanted to coach them in high school. So I, I quit coaching the girls' team with the idea that I would be able to coach them and, you know, keep going that long. And hopefully, you know, Rochester doesn't get rid of me before then. Continue
2: on as, you know, Rochester's greatest commodity right now, Chad Kitcher. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still can't think of anyone else. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
4: mine volleyball? Mine. Is volleyball? Yes, Cali Sinkis is a great volleyball yeah, coach. Yes. Track
3: track coach, Zach. Is there any way Big we can Bill get the Owens. field named after you before you die, or do you have to die to get that field named after you?
4: I don't know. It hasn't been named after anybody, so um, I don't know if it requires dying.
3: Good. I don't, I don't know don't that we had,
4: do we have any field named after anybody?
3: We got the track named after people, but that's not a real sport we just determined.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. That is the, the Dirks Dirks. couple people, tapped, yeah. Track, yeah. yeah.
2: If you could, Chad, and this is my last question for you. If you could, give me the Mount Rushmore of Rochester boys soccer.
4: Oh, man. If
2: you have to put a fifth name on there, you can. I have mine written out, and I'm going
4: to see if we are four for four. Or five for five. I would go Michael Hutchinson, and and for those of you who don't know Michael Hutchinson, I should give background on these everybody, shouldn't I? Yeah, I think so. So Hutch was uh was a senior. Uh, he he was my brother's age, so he was a senior when I was assistant coach the one year. But I'd known him since he was five. Uh, his senior year, he he really became you know in terms of awards, postseason awards and all that, and even all time scoring and assists. Uh, you know, he became the career leader, and he uh, he was a uh, NSCAA, uh, United Soccer Coaches Today, All-American, the only All-American we've ever had, soccer-wise. He was the uh, Gatorade State Player of the Year for Illinois, the only one we've ever had. So I think he is a... Uh, a definite, you know, he's the biggest head on the Mount Rushmore. When when we were in high school, I think we called him God. I think that's yeah. um, I think a lot of people, yeah. people did. A lot of teams did uh, after he was done with them. So I think I think he definitely would go up there. Um, I would add. Now are we? I, I, no, I think no, I cont-
2: ha- no context needed. No, doesn't matter about college career or anything like that.
4: We're just going to leave it up to you i would add um oh man this is this is really tough uh i mean if we're looking i i would add but were my cuts Hutch, hutchinson's uh, faces is yeah. Maybe. Oh, Maybe course. four faces of Hutch. The four different looks. Freshman year, sophomore <laughs> year, junior year, senior year. <laughs> Steven, that's a Hutch, great ad. That's a g- Hutch, I think you should like probably that. follow this podcast, Michael. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying this because you're sitting here, but I would put Zach up there because he was an all-stater. Couldn't stop him. Couldn't, Couldn't stop him. Too fast. But not because of a goal-scoring ability, because of his assists that... He got those assists because of a few other people. Yep. One, being in this room right now. I put the ball in the back of the damn net. Yeah. Well, it's about time because yes. I got tired of watching you kick it over in the man, beginning man. part of a couple games. You got a strong leg. You got a strong leg, I mean. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, I know. Uh, I would do that because also like if I'm looking at you know after, not what you just did here, but then a career after, I, I definitely think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I would include Austin with that, too, because you look at what he did here and then what he translated that into, you know, college-wise. Um, I had five on my list. So far, you have three of the five. Okay. We're three for three. Um, you know, maybe the fourth. Pud. Would Pudge, I think Pudge would be a, a close sixth. <laughs> wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Can I share a story? Please do. I know what you're okay. going to say. So so we had a game against a LandFear that we won like, I don't know, 10 to nothing, 11 to nothing. And I still have this in a scrapbook. So Chad or one of the assistants had to call in all the goal scores at a state journal register paper. And so it would say like, Zach Bell, one goal. Matt Upchurch, one goal. Uh, the very last one said Pudge. <laughs> one ball. <laughs> yes. Call,
4: called in his nickname. <laughs> I thought it was great. It was like he was a but Brazilian. I mean, yeah. pud <laughs> Uh I mean, that last one I, with the fourth, I would go. I mean, you could argue Sean Ryan. I, I, I mean, I, I would say ability, his ability to take over a game. Um, man, he could have gone so much Further. Beast. Very Beast. good. Yeah. Very very see, good player. He, I think he would be the fourth, but I, you know, he, and he was an All American at Lincoln Land. Yeah. And uh, I think he might have been the only American All American yeah. that at, year exactly. at, at, in JUCO. So I think he goes on there. But I, I mean, I really, he would have been one that I would have loved to see what he could have done at a four year school because mm-hmm. he he had the tools to to go pro. I mean, he had. He had the size. He had the speed. Physicality. Uh, yes, physicality. I mean, it would have been probably in an outside back, but, I mean, that, that's tailor-made for him. I mean, he had everything. Um, but uh, he decided to go kick, which, you know, hey, he's, he's ended up with a great career. He's, he, I believe he he's down in Tennessee right now doing something with uh, engineering or, or architecture, something. something to, to... His cousin is Matt Ryan in yeah, the I NFL, correct? He, yeah, I think his second cousin. So, um,
2: so we, we went four for four, Chad. My notes with you, mm-hmm. I did have a fifth one. Zach was actually my fifth. Um, my first. Was,
4: I think you just forgot about him. Cal Thomas. Oh, yeah. Cal Thomas
2: has to be up there. Yeah. In yeah. Indiana, uh, I think they won a national title when he was there. I think Cal, and, I, and yeah, you,
4: I guess I'm, I've been thinking. I didn't know who coached. Kind of who you coached. Who from, you coached. Uh, from my time I yeah. coached. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's uh, Cal, my gosh. He, uh. He is—he's the only player we've had to go Division One, like high, top ten Division One. He, which he did redshirt his freshman year, but still he got a ring. Got, got a, a ring. ring. Got a ring. And then he came back to SIU and was an All-American at SIU, which you can go down there. I know they've got it. They—they've got you know shirts and numbers and everything. I don't think they retired it, but. You can see it, you know, Cal Thomas down there, and great guy
3: too. And yeah, he might but,
4: be the only professional player that we've oh ever had. Yeah. Play for the steamers. steamers, yeah, yeah. Good friend of the show, I think. Cal, I think he's one of our good followers. I think that by itself should, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll he's he's got to be on
4: NBA there. On there. We'll, we'll have to get him on? Mm-hmm. We've All got right. we've got five faces on All ours. Right.
0: and again, we're uh, we're talking with local legendary soccer coach and hot air balloon enthusiast Chad Kutcher. That's It's fact, uh, <laughs> <laughs> coach. My question for you is a two parter. First. Do you think your program's been slightly hindered with the success of, we weren't going to say his name, Derek Leonard, and the football team just because some of the athletes, you guys share a season with the football team? Absolutely.
4: Uh, I don't think it's really shown itself until about now, but um, he is... First off, he's such a good guy. Like I don't know if you guys know him very well. Yeah, I've been a big, big fan, fan. Big fan. He's such a good dude. Great dude. And uh friend friend of he, and the I, show. he a friend of the show, <laughs> I would imagine. Future friend yeah. Big follower. <laughs> yes. He uh he and future, I get along future great. Future guest. if we don't miss. You know, future this guest. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He uh, but he he and I get along great and you know, before before he was here there was definitely some animosity between the two programs and uh maybe the coaching staffs you know didn't, didn't get along the best and uh, you know kids didn't necessarily get along the best um, but since he's been here it's one of those things it's it's tough to you, you can't root against him i mean it, you know and the kids both soccer and, and football guys all get along really well so it's one of those you know it's yes i do i feel i feel like it has it has kind of affected it but i, I feel like it affects both ways too because uh, obviously we're really hurting their success with all the football players that we have on our team <laughs> that they're not receiving right now. Uh, you know, those ten state titles might be eleven. So, yeah. <laughs> and you you've had soccer boys kick for him, correct? Numerous, yeah. yeah I think yeah. the last the all about kids the only one that hasn't maybe in the last ten yeah. to fifteen years. I so know you, you had Perry and Perry, Sean Ryan, Ryan, um, Tyler Schlecht. Uh, those are the ones I remember just off the top of my head. But yeah, those guys yeah they they and it's a good it's a good relationship. I know there's a few soccer guys right now that are uh, trying to get on the kicking for them if they ever have a season, yeah, yeah, us too.
0: All right. And then uh, this is more of a cheeky question, but uh, when nature calls during school, do you have to use the same restroom as the kids? I do. So I just imagine you coming out of the stall with a Oh no no not sense stall. Of accomplishment like I don't, on your no. face rolling up the newspaper and
4: No the stall is there's a teacher's bathroom for that Okay yeah and that's you know for emergencies only That that has the good <laughs> toilet paper in it's it It's got the good stuff that's the 2 ply 2 ply but that is, uh, you know, uh, it, yeah. It, that's one of those things, man. That's a, that's a, that's a teacher's nightmare that you, d- you hope you just you don't have to experience. And I'm lucky I haven't yet. You know, just one of those things. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I do. <can> <laughs> that's, that's right. When it hits you, Matt, you out of milk. You, take, you take that
2: leftover sushi milk hey.
4: Well, exactly.
2: So what do you t- t- do if you're in the middle of
0: <laughs> class and you're like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: whichever one's nearest, buddy? <laughs> yeah,
4: it's right. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Well. Uh, I'm Steve Brown. Uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, share what sports teams do you root for professionally, college level? It's uh, something, you know, we're a sports Steve? podcast and yeah. we've, we've shared all is that Is this a, a bit.
4: sports podcast? Is that what we're gambling for? Sports, here? Okay.
1: Uh, gambling. It's a podcast, yeah. uh, you know. We it's, talk about booze, breweries, all uh, that kind of stuff.
4: Okay, but, yeah, it's an all-around. And, we, and okay. we can ask you about that if you're willing. <laughs> but uh, if you got to go to, it, it, any time. But yeah, sports-wise, Cardinals all the way. Yeah. Um, uh, basketball used to be, and, and I mean, I still consider myself a San Antonio Spurs fan, but uh used to be diehard Spurs when they had David Robinson and and then Timmy Duncan, and uh, you know all the titles that they won. The, the uh,
2: Point guard for that team became Avery Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson became a coach.
4: That's right, and then you know Tony Parker right after him. But um, so the those football, I don't I don't have an NFL team. I had no the Rams, NFL. No, St. Okay. Louis Rams. Okay, well that's and that St. Louis it. moved, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so now I'm just kind of when the Battle Hawks came around, I tried to watch some of that, but I, Coco. I <laughs> 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 but I don't I, I really. I don't know. Ever since they left, I just kind of, I didn't really get into it. And the the Rams, you know, one of the things, I liked the Bears when I was a little kid. I mean, you know, they had Walter Payton, and that's how old I am. For those of you that don't know, got to see Walter Payton play. Uh, And then Neil Anderson and some of those Bear teams, you know, Mike Tomzak and and all those guys, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, And then they kind of had just this, I don't know, when I was going through high school, they just kind of faded. And I went down to McKendree, and that's right next to St. Louis, so... All the, yep. the the Rams games were on down there, so we started watching the Rams, and they were awful. I mean, that's when uh, it was Tony Banks and Lawrence Phillips, uh, yeah, Craig Ironhead. Hey, everybody remembers them. Not, <laughs> not, oh, the, not, the, not the greatest show on turf. <laughs> not the greatest show on turf. No, no. and uh, yeah, and I was in college the year that they, you know they they brought in Trent. Sorry, Trent Green. He broke his leg, and then yeah. uh, and then the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. Kurt Warner stepped in. Yeah. And we got to go to a couple games that year, and and I mean it was awesome. The Super Bowl, uh, the party downtown afterwards, and I mean I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. My sister, she went down there with me. She was like eighteen and uh, or nineteen maybe, and I was I was senior, junior, something like that. And I mean it was great, great times. <laughs> so the Rams, the old Rams, um, and then soccer, Manchester United. Uh, and international totally uh united states men's soccer team um usa and then i've been a big follower of uh the, the german bundesliga as of late Borussia dortmund so modern's globbach
0: what's that one team what? <laughs> <laughs> i should know their name i said Mochen gladbach <laughs> that's it yeah, a, yeah. that was close
4: <laughs> that, was a, that was a good guess That was close i like that <laughs> oh man that. That it for the sports teams. Yeah. Well, let's think. Any, uh, any others?
1: Do we hit college? You're a Cardinals fan, aren't Illinois. Aren't you? Big
4: Illinois fan. Illinois football. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, football. I kind of watch if it's on, but basketball. Uh, it's been. It, it was tough for a couple years, but this year I think they they've got a pretty good squad. But absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: We'll be touching on that in our podcast that, that the folks at home might hear before this interview. But uh, <laughs> good. Um, Anyway, I wanted to follow that up with, what's the greatest sporting event you've ever been to in your life? Uh, and it doesn't have to be a team that you root for. Andrew and I had a chance uh, while we were in Colorado one time to go see uh, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. It was Peyton Manning's potentially last game ever. No kidding. And AFC Championship. A- AFC wrong. Championship. Couple years Cost ago. a couple hundred bucks to get in the door. We're like, how do we not do yeah. that? And uh, we go into the game. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And the place was just shaken. Yeah, I... Brady got sacked like ten times. That helped me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, any any experiences like that where you were just yeah. like taken back by the yeah. whole show? the World Cup,
4: two thousand six yeah, okay. World Cup. I went to Germany and uh, I got to I got to go to three games and. It's one of those things. It's not like you know, international soccer is not like club soccer. And for anybody, you know, the, you know, the big the followers of this podcast, whether you're a soccer fan, whether you're not, um, you know, you watch some of these soccer games. You have the supporters. You have you know the the atmospheres and stadiums are uh, they're amazing. They're electric. They're yeah. something you almost can't explain with American sports because you just don't have an equivalent. It's almost religious. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, and international soccer is not as intense. Uh, in terms of your following but you still have a huge huge draw and the World Cup is as big as it gets I mean around the world and that's that was, that's a bucket list item like that's one oh, of yeah. those things that you know you you as a as a kid as a fan you, you dream of going and I remember when the World Cup was here in 94 I was I was you know young enough that I couldn't go by myself and and my buddies uh, but also it was only in eight cities so and tickets were crazy expensive so I didn't get to go when it was here in 94 so uh, you know, I, I, I came across the opportunity to go to Germany and went with a couple college buddies of mine. And it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And we didn't even see any teams. I mean, we, we saw we saw Portugal, uh, Portugal play Iran and Portugal had Ronaldo. It was Cristiano Ronaldo's first World Cup. I believe he might have been 17 at that time, maybe 19, something like that. So seeing iconic figures, he would be the one. Uh, but saw Portugal, saw them, saw Ukraine, Tunisia. Um, so the teams that we saw weren't the best, but I got to go to Berlin and see the Olympic Stadium. Well, and, I, and I'm sure the cities were just yes, you know, a, as
2: as energetic as, as they could get.
4: Yep, yeah, and and we stayed. It was kind of cool. We stayed with a kid, uh, Robert Burns is his name. Uh, he was he was a foreign exchange student with with my one of my best college buddies, Andy Bruner. He was a foreign exchange student at Belleville West, and the way we came about it is uh he told Andy he said hey you know my parents you know they they said if you want to bring a couple friends over uh you know you got a place to stay in Germany for the World Cup and i think he was kind of joking sold <laughs> um, sold <laughs> but we as soon as Andy told me that uh i i i jumped online and this was i'm not gonna say early well kind of early days of of really internet usage and buying tickets online and Net- netscape was this Net- this may have been uh it may have been Netscape, <laughs> maybe AOL, internet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I had to dial it up, and uh, no, I don't think it was that bad. But yeah, I, we so we got it. We got this place. I was able to get tickets for all four of us. You know, so we paid for all his tickets, and we flew over there. And the the most expensive thing was the flight. Everything else was. I mean, the the tickets. I think we paid 130 a game. Um, and I actually got tickets to a USA game that year, but my. Put my name in the lottery, uh, and and as USA was with their with their handing out of tickets, you know they didn't let you know until May that you won the lottery for tickets. So I won tickets to the Czech Republic USA game, which was their first game, which I wasn't going to be there. I already scheduled the trip. So this game was happening before I was going to be in Germany. So okay. I sold those two tickets that I won. And I sold them for, uh, I believe 600 a piece. Cha-ching. And oh, wow. Cha-ching. Yeah. So I paid beer. for the flight. Wow. The housing was covered. And so really all I had to do was pay for beer and food. And, you know, yes, that was like five grand, but still, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it could have been yeah.
2: a lot more. I mean, it was. You only have to coach like 20 years to make that five
4: grand back. <laughs> that's so right. that's fine. That's but, right. So, yeah, so that would be hands down. That is my. Hands down. But then also, what you, you know, your segue here into Rob Stone. Hopefully, well, yeah. You know, I, I was just going to say, this is perfect into totally. the, the, the and, question
1: of Rob Stone. For those that don't know yet, we somewhat surprisingly have been getting emails <laughs> from Rob Stone. and Let's he do wants it. to come on the podcast. <laughs> if we make that happen. For somehow, some way, Chad, is there a question that you would like us to ask him? We'll do that for you.
4: Well, so I want to give you a little background of this. So some people know, but most people don't. My uh fantasy soccer prowess. I, I am the two thousand and eight mid season national major league soccer M- mid-season. fantasy <laughs> champion. Wait, a- wait, what, what does what just
2: out of curiosity what did the end-of-the-season champion get?
4: Okay. Well, so let me explain what I got first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. So I got a an all-expenses-paid trip, myself and someone else, uh, to Toronto to the All-Star game that year in 2008. Hell of a city. I oh, love Toronto. Oh, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. They got what a great price for the mid-season
0: award. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm confused. I, I just saw this was you and your buddies. You won the mid-season. Some, this is something way bigger than that, so. This is like the national fantasy. I, I guess I'm confused on, on ESPN. Just to clarify so what I was talking you won, about this what? has to be amongst thousands of people to win. Yeah, there, like were, there
4: were like 30,000 people. Yeah,
0: okay. That's I, mean, I mean, it's
4: fantasy soccer. So back then in 2008, it was not very big.
0: But I was just, when you said I was, I'm thinking, you know, our... Fantasy football league that has ten people in it, and I was right, like, right. "I should have explained We're not ponying that. enough to no. send a guy to Toronto, dude. right? I, no, I
4: was I was the national champion, the national mid. So they they threw out two awards: your your midseason champ, you major award, and your a you're postseason. <laughs> you're into the year, so I was the the midseason national champion. So I got this this trip to Toronto, and it was the year that David Beckham was in the All Star game and mm-hmm. uh, caught a Mac Blanco from Mexico. I mean, he was a Mexican legend, icon, Did Chicago Fire. Yes, Chicago Fire player that year. Um, I- I'm trying to think. Jimmy Conrad was on the team that year. Lana Donovan, uh, a guy named Christian Gomez played for the Rapids. Um, so anyway, so I won this contest. I asked my wife Megan. Shout out to Megan. Big big follower of the pod. Uh, also a big fan of the show. Yes, yeah. right, right. Big big follower.
3: And we're all big fans of Megan. That's, that's She's good.
2: gorgeous. For those who can't see her sitting behind us right
4: now, gorgeous. So anyway, <laughs> so so I win this. We go up to, uh, you know, Toronto, and um, so I take my... Megan says she doesn't want to go. She won't be part of it. I even tried to sell it to David Beckham. You know, hey, Beck's going to be there. We're going to hang out with him. So hot right now. <laughs> well, this is about... From myself to Leach is about as close as I got to him because his bodyguards would not mm-hmm. let you in his circle. So uh, I got a little...
0: I'm about six feet from Chad. But, Social distancing. You're right. I guess I should <laughs> explain that. Yeah.
4: Six feet. So we go, we go to Toronto and, and we are, so my, I take my brother and we had a blast and go to the game, do all the things. And then after the game, there was a, uh, a, a major league soccer invited only event. And we show up to this event and, uh, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's, we're leaving the next morning at 9 a.m. Uh, it's, it's probably, you know, it's after the game. So it's probably 11 o'clock at night when we show up to this thing. So this is not a good combination to begin with. Uh, if you're leaving on a flight the next morning at 9 a.m. Um, so we show up to this thing and drinks are, you know, they're on the house. And so we just start diving in and start walking around the place. And, you know, we're seeing all these, all these players, all these guys, and we're taking pictures left and right. I mean, I got a picture with Jimmy Conrad. I got a picture with Blanco. I got a picture with Stevie nickel. If you guys, anybody watches, uh, ESPN FC, Steve nickel is on there as a, as a commentator. Uh, he was the revolution coach back then. So we're getting all these pictures and, uh, then we go to the outside part of the bar and we look over and we see Rob Stone, we see Alexi Lawless, we see John Harks, and I'm sure there were a couple others, but those were the three that we noticed. Well, Rob Stone was kind of hanging back a little bit. The other guys were up at the at the bar. We came up to Rob Stone uh, and we're like, hey Rob, do care if we get a picture with you. And you know, Rob, you could tell Rob was Rob was having a good time to his credit. And Rob turns around. And he's and I, I, I he goes, F yeah, you can take a picture with me. <laughs> and then he turns to Lawless and Harks and, and and I don't know if we need to keep this PG or uh, yeah. PG nineteen. Okay. PG nineteen, yeah. And he goes, Hey Effers, these two want a picture with me before <laughs> you
1: Oh, we have to ask him well, about I, that I, if he comes that here. is a good yeah. <laughs> So,
4: yes. and I just, I couldn't, I mean, I was laughing so hard and it was, but it was great. It was true. I mean, you know, you got Lawless and Hark, two of the biggest names in U.S. men's soccer standing right yeah. there. And here's us. I mean, Rob puts his, he's got his arms around yeah. us, you know. I mean, it was like we were bros from the old school. And so we got a good picture of that, which I have to find. So then, you know, you guys be able yeah. to send that to him and just say, hey, do you remember Chad? You yeah. know, yeah. he says you yeah. guys are buddies. I, and- I <laughs> hope he, I just hope
2: he's as genuinely excited to be on the six deep podcast before Alexi and John Harks. Oh yeah. So if he was yeah, I mean
1: Absolutely
4: well I think you throw that out to him be like yeah. Rob, we wanted you on. Oh we and will. now we're gonna yeah. ask oh, we Alexi. Will. Yeah. And now we're gonna ask they're John Harks. They're an afterthought. They're afterthoughts. <laughs> and I, I think he'll I think he'll appreciate that. But yeah. so that, maybe that's what you ask him. Just yeah. you know, hey do you remember Chad? Chad yeah. and Scott they they were they were talking to you at the at the MLS all-star game in oh eight in yep. Toronto? Really? Remember, he has 279
2: career wins. <laughs> <Yeah. in play laughs> uh, Chad, quick question here for you. With with Because we do talk local brews, national brews. You know, we talk a lot of beer. Um, with everything that's accessible today in 2020, your last year coaching girls soccer, was that a state title? No. No? We, we lost. lost
4: in a sectional.
2: Okay, so you come home. You... I don't know if you knew ahead of time that was going to be your last year or not, but you know you, you get home. Potentially, that was your last game coaching girls soccer. You get one drink, right? One beer, to, to sit there after the game. Season's over, maybe career as a girls coach is over. One drink to enjoy. What are you going with?
4: Okay, so so I have a story with this. So no, I did not know. The decision was pretty much made between. We lost that sectional semifinal game, and then the, the the awards banquet at the end of the year. You know, I it just it just came down to you know it was there was it was too much. You know, the kids were all getting older, having two high school sports I was coaching, in addition to coaching Landon and Grant's teams. It was just it was just way too much. So, you know, I, so that that came that, that decision was made between then, and it wasn't made that night. So I didn't have anything then. But the year before. Uh, we, we won the 2016 state tournament. And that team, arguably one of the best teams I have ever seen around this area, girls soccer, um, if not the best. I mean, they, they, were, they, they, they were great players. They were great girls. They were hard-nosed. They were, I mean, they were tough, and they were easy to coach. What mm-hmm. year was that? 16, spring of 16.
2: So I think you had a really tough – Regional quarterfinal game that year. Who would that have been against? Um, it, I don't know if that was a 9-0, 10-0 victory for you against the the Riverton Hawks. <laughs> well, I you know I remember that game,
4: and they kept it close for the first couple minutes. Ninety seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that was coach? was uh, right? was was um, was it Chloe? Was Chloe on that team you're talking no, about? She no, she was on the fourteen team that we got second that we had runner-up. Okay, I might be talking about the fourteen team. Could have been. Um, so this, so this 2016 year, during the season, we went into Friar Tuck, and uh, you know we are as a team. myself, <laughs> myself and Megan. That's a good question. <laughs> just, just, just to clarify, and this is good, good yeah, clarification there. Clarify. So Megan and I went into Friar Friar Tuck for whatever checking out. Uh, Megan takes the kids out to the car, and uh, you know this lady's she pulls up this beard. I think it's a KBS. Um, uh, I don't even know the exact name of it. I still see it, but uh right now they're they're I don't know, 30 bucks for a four-pack or or oh, wow. 28 bucks for a four-pack four or something. Yeah. And uh so this lady says, hey, you know, we just got these in, these things fly off the pallet. Would you want one of these? I'm like, sure. You know, I hadn't seen the price of it or anything. So then, you know, she rings it up and like, well, that seems kind of high. Well, I got off to the car and I look at the receipt and I'm like, I just bought a ten dollars beer, one <laughs> bottle. You know, and I don't do that. Some people out there. I mean, I know there's there's numerous listeners of this pod that are are very well in tune with you know the, the the high level drinks. The I don't do that. You know, I mean, was, it, was this like a twelve ounce bottle? I, or I'm guessing bomber? it was probably
3: bomber? Kentucky Bourbon Stout. Is what I'm yes. guessing. Yes, yes, yeah. that's K-B-S. Exactly. K-B-S. KBS.
4: Yeah, yep. Um, so I, you know, I'm like, okay, this is this is a special beer. I can't just drink this one beer just, you know, like when I'm drinking a couple that night or more. So, (laughs) state title. (laughs) So, I put it in the fridge, and this is like March. And I got to add, too, that season, that season was, A, it was amazing because, you know, I think we went 25-2. and But that season was tough because the year before we had won the state title also as a Class A team, and we didn't lose very many girls i mean you know most of the most of the girls from that team were still back so the pressure that i i, I honestly and i i don't really talk about a lot but that year i felt so much pressure as a coach it, yeah I, and it may be one of the the, the most uh, i guess pressurized i don't know if that's the best word or not but situations as a coach that i felt and i felt like if if there was if i screwed this up that you know people wouldn't let me live it down and, and then and it while I loved coaching the girls, I, I it was one of those seasons that was just – it was extremely stressful from that standpoint. And it was – you know, I think people that have been in those games and those situations, I think they, they can understand, you know, once once you get exactly what you want, you, you look back at it and you're like, I didn't really – I didn't sit and enjoy this thing at all throughout the course of the season because I was so worried. Are mm-hmm. we winning? What are we doing? I mean, it was, it was a constant – yeah. So at the end of the season, and I, I bought that thing in March. I'm like, I'm not opening this until we win the state title game. It was in March. I mean, our state title game wasn't until the first weekend in June. So I'm thinking, you know, hell or high water. This is. I'm. I'm keeping this in the fridge.
2: Let it age, baby. Let All it right. age. Yeah.
4: Right. So that that has probably been in a very long answer to your question. Uh, that has probably been the most satisfying beer that I've ever drank. Because when I got home off of that bus, off of that long ride home from Chicago that night, uh, I went straight to the fridge, and I cracked that sucker open. And that, was, that may have been the only thing I drank because then I think I fell right asleep because it was pretty high alcohol content. Your, your explanation
2: of that, of that answer, in that time, your Rochester girls team had probably already scored four goals against my Riverton girls team.
4: <laughs> so
2: 90 seconds or whatever it was.
4: <laughs> well I didn't have to you know I didn't have to do a whole lot with them they were have you, they were pretty good. Have you bought it since? Because you're, no, you're talking I have not. me into it. That was the only time I bought it because it's that expensive. I'm like, man, there's no way. Well, you know what? I think maybe Chad will be the first ever
2: 6D podcast repeat guest. Oh, We've never had a guest more than once. <laughs> and if you come back as a guest a second time, maybe we'll have some KBS.
4: I, I would, think we should do that for him. I mean, I think first off, I would be uh, just ecstatic if you guys would have me back. I mean, I think that's... Uh, I don't, I mean that that's amazing. I know with the level of, of yes that you get here. I mean I feel like I'm you're scraping the barrel right now with me anyway. Uh, but man, that would be that would be amazing. I, I would love I, it. Well S- Scott Kutcher was busy tonight, so we couldn't <laughs> have Scott. <laughs> we worry about your brother when he gets sixty. <laughs> guys uh, we all do. I, I do uh,
1: I kind of feel good about this and I think hopefully you'll all agree with me. Can we consider Chad Kucher the soccer coach high school soccer coach of the Six Deep podcast yes
4: yep i think he's really official i get high school soccer coach yeah. oh okay there we go i like that the high school soccer yeah. coach because yeah. yeah. if you bring somebody like tim Regan, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. or his his holiness uh mr jim de rose uh shout out shout out to coach de rose coach de rosa uh, shout that? out to, to diesel to coach regan regan so uh, I mean th- those guys are those are pretty big timers. I'm just saying. I feel pretty good about the high school scene though. I, I appreciate I, that. I, I think I, I think that. uh, we all. I see a lot of head nods. Yeah, and
1: we, we actually.
2: I think uh, I think Andrew brought it up, but we look forward to recording live at a Rochester Boys Soccer game. Is it I'm in the summer? What, what when are you guys playing? Yeah,
4: what, what are the plans
0: this year? Yeah, the that, plans what, do right now. You know what the IHSA is doing or what? It,
4: so the plans they have, we start practice on February 15th. Oh. Uh-huh. Indoors. Up. Indoors. <laughs> <laughs> and our first game is scheduled March 1st.
2: So you thought when you cool. left girls' soccer, you thought you were done thought with I was this. <laughs> thought I was, I didn't have to do this
4: anymore. Uh, so, yeah. So we're, we're scheduled for late winter, early spring season. Okay. Okay. So you would have to bundle up. So. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, wait, when's the end of the season? May, like, I think that last
2: first weekend in may yeah maybe we'll just see in may (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe i don't blame you all
1: right i think that's all we got matt Uh, you want
2: to close yeah yeah chad thanks for coming on um you know i thought i thought our senior year when you know we helped you win coach of the year i thought that was going to be a great achievement for you
3: no, we, unless you got a mouse in your pocket. Yeah, Brad. okay. Zach was all safe. <laughs> uh,
2: and and all those state titles you have, and man, great achievement, but uh, you know, I'm very proud that you were able to 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 come onto the sixty podcast and kind of crown get that crowning achievement um i don't think you ever foresaw this coming
4: i'll tell you what you'll never forget your first time boys I'm yeah. just saying yeah. you know it's just <laughs> that, one of those things
2: i'm pretty sure that's well, the best way to end it right there <laughs> so coach thanks for coming on appreciate Thank it all right, guys, thanks, thanks a lot all right guys that's a wrap episode two of the six deep podcast glad you listened glad you joined look forward to you following us listening leach tell the fans how they can find us
0: On Twitter, you can find us at the number six, the word deep, D-E-E-P, and the number three, sorry, it wasn't taken with just six deep, but that's how to find us on Twitter. Six deep three. Or you can find us on uh, Spotify or wherever you find your podcast, uh, we're just search six deep. We should be the first one that pops up.
1: Boom. Woo!
0: Join us next week on the Six Deep Podcast. Where we'll look into, do you kiss your mom on the lips?